Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey everyone, my name is Christopher Price. Welcome back to the Patriots Report. We've taken about a month or so off. The NFL's dead parade from mid-June to mid-July. But now we've cranked things back up again. I want to get you guys up to speed on a couple of things. Some of you may know, some of you may not know, but I was named the Patriots beat reporter for the Boston Globe, which means now moving forward, I'll be in Foxborough on a regular basis. I'm going to have regular access to players, coaches, everyone you need to know when it comes to covering the New England Patriots. Second of all, I think it's going to help out this podcast. I do. I think it's going to make this podcast a more informed podcast. It's going to give you guys a much better idea of where this team is, where some of these players are, as in relation to the rest of the league. So I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be an awful lot of fun. And now that means I was down in Foxborough for the first four days of training camp. We're recording this on Sunday, July 30th. They started training camp on Wednesday the 26th. They had sessions on the 27th and 28th. They were off on the 29th Saturday, and they were back at it today. The first few sessions were relatively uneventful. First four sessions, I should say, were relatively uneventful. They did kind of ramp things up a little bit today, but there were no pads. Really, you take everything you have seen over the first four days with a grain of salt because it's flag football. Really, at its essence, and you know, flag football, guys with helmets. So you really understand that this is not the true essence of the game, what you're seeing. So just understand that when you see some of these assessments of where some of these guys are right now, the paths haven't gone on yet. So we don't know what this team is going to quite look like. However, over the first four practices, we've seen a few things that have kind of popped out. And I'm going to give you two names above everyone else who I think right now, two new names, one on the offensive side of the ball, the other on the defensive side of the ball. You all know Mac Jones. You know Juju Smith-Schuster. You know Matthew Jude. All of these names. You know these guys. They're all in the process of kind of ramping up. The two guys who have stood out to me, the two new faces, really, who have stood out to me, first on the defensive side of the ball, Marte Mapu. Linebacker in name, but is really a positionless player. He's warmed up with the defensive backs, run with the linebackers, gotten time with the starters at linebacker, an inside linebacker. He, for me, is one of those really intriguing prospects on a couple of levels. And some of the guys who have some, you know, some of you who have followed the team for a number of years may remember a linebacker they drafted a handful of years ago named Camus Grugier-Hill, who they tried to get through to the practice squad. He ended up getting swiped. I believe it was by the Eagles. He really reminds me of Grugier Hill. His versatility, his speed, the fact that he's probably going to contribute on special teams. He can do a lot of stuff. He's a fast guy. He's a little bit light for a traditional linebacker and maybe a little bit oversized for a traditional safety. But I'm really going to be interested to see, based on what I've seen over the first four practices, what he can bring to the field on a regular basis. If what he's done this spring and so far over the first four practices he can continue to string those performances together, if he can stack success, as they say in the National Football League, he's going to be one of those guys that we're going to be talking about in September and October as an important piece of what could be a pretty good defense. Now, on the other side of the ball, I'm going to give you another name 
again, we all know the big names. This is a guy who over the first four games, or first four practices, I should say, has stood out to me as someone that we should keep our eye on collectively because if he continues on this path, again, if he can continue to stack success, this is a guy who has a chance to make an impact as a rookie, and that's Demario Douglas. Shifty, smart, has good ball control, good security, good ball security, and his speed really makes him an intriguing part of this. A, a lot of times with rookies at this time of year, you just want to make sure that they're not overwhelmed. You just want to make sure that that they understand where they need to be at certain times. And Demario Douglas does not look overwhelmed at all. In fact, his speed has allowed him to gain separation on a number of occasions. And this is another thing, too, even though I think the Patriots are pretty well set when it comes to returners with Marcus Jones. He does have some special teams value. Douglas does have some special teams value. He showed it so far over the course of the first four practices. You want to build on that. You want to see more out of that because if Marcus Jones goes down, you might have a guy who can serve at least initially as a short-term backup and maybe long-term he can continue to contribute as a returner in special teams. But those are two guys for me who have really popped over the first four practices. And again, it's early. There are no pads. We haven't seen preseason games. We haven't seen guys in pads yet. So I want to make sure that you understand that. But what I'm telling you is these two guys have had a really good start to their careers here in New England. And I'm going to be keeping an eye on them to see if they can continue to build on that moving forward. A few more thoughts here when it comes to the first four workouts. Christian Gonzalez looks like he can play in this league. He looks a little thin compared to some of the other cornerbacks in the league, but maybe he can put on another 10, 15 pounds or so. I don't know if he can play at that weight, but there are people who say that tackling, being physical, could be an issue for him. But he's got great ball skills, great speed. He doesn't flinch when lined up against guys like Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker. He looks natural. Like I said, you know, he doesn't look overwhelmed. This is a kid who looks like he can play. And honestly, as the 17th overall pick, everything we've been told, this kid should play. He should step in and start, uh, or at the very least, be a very important contributor very early on in his NFL career. The other thing that I want to make sure you guys know, there was a lot of talk over the first three days the Patriots offense worked almost exclusively in the red zone. And while they did look sluggish at times, while there were there were real issues over the course of those first three days, there are a few things to keep in mind. First of all, there were no pads, like I said, so there was no running the ball. So you couldn't get a sense of, you know, how New England might be able to execute on the ground in short yardage. Again, we're talking no pads. The other thing, too, it was awful physical over the first three days. And there were no flags. I'm going to ballpark it here. You're looking at maybe a third of the you know the the shots for the end zone could have drawn either an offensive pass interference or a defensive pass interference. Jonathan Jones had a couple of really nice plays in the early going in the first couple of practices, but he would have gotten flagged at least on one of them. So you take the totals with a grain of salt, especially when it came to the red area. Now today. Sunday, July 30th, the fourth practice, they expanded on the offense a little bit. While they were still running with no pads, they were in 11 on 11s, and we saw more out of the offense because they were able to operate with a little more room. They they had to go the length of the field, and we saw some good throws. We saw some really good throws from Mac Jones 
We saw a couple of really good throws from Bailey Zappi. And so, again, like the other side, you take it all with a grain of salt, but that's where we are right now when you look at this team. Four practices in, the only real injury they've suffered so far that I think has the potential to be a long-term issue might be Ty Montgomery. His absence the last two days really underscores the fact that they need a little bit more depth at the running back position. Now, they've kicked the tires on Leonard Fournette. We know they had Zeke Elliott in for a visit on Saturday, and I talked to a source earlier today on Sunday. said he was still around, and then come to find out that he had dinner with a couple of players last night. Now, I you know this was through Kendrick Bourne, who talked about you know he didn't get a chance to to have dinner with him. was He wasn't one of the guys who they had dinner with, but he would love to have him here. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how it all kind of plays out, the Ezekiel Elliott thing. Because if you're ranking guys, the available running backs, at least the ones that they've kind of shown an interest in, I would still put Leonard Fournette at the top of that list in terms of overall fit in New England. I'd put Zeke number two and then Dalvin Cook number three. I would still hold out hope that there's something going on with Leonard Fournette. Maybe if the Ezekiel Elliott thing does not come to fruition, but it's clear they're still looking for running back, and, and I'm fascinated to see what direction they go. I also want to see if Ramondre Stevenson can break the curse. My favorite all-time Bill Belichick step. He has never had a running back rush for 1,000-plus yards in back-to-back seasons. Had some great running backs. This is going all the way back to his time in Cleveland. Had some great running backs. Corey Dillon, LeGarrette Blunt. Never had the same guy rush for 1,000 yards in back-to-back seasons. Ramondre Stevenson did it last year. I want to see if he's going to be able to do it this year, even if they have Zeke Elliott or Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook or whoever else in the backfield or no one else in the backfield with him. I just think right now, to kind of wrap it all up, they still need a little bit of help in the backfield if Ty Montgomery is going to be a question mark when it comes to injury. Remember, this is a guy who went down to the season opener last year. They didn't have him all season long. He's missed the last two practices. And as Bill Belichick has said on a number of occasions, at this time of year, the train's leaving the station. You got to be ready. You got to be on board. The other thing too, it looks like Matthew Junot is not bothered by anything physically. He's still limited. It doesn't look like he is physically hampered with anything that he might be doing. So he's going to be a guy that we're going to have to keep an eye on moving forward. I I think this week is going to be a big week for them to see, you know, guys who maybe are not getting as many reps as they should have gotten over the first week. Montgomery is going to be one of those guys I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Uh, Keyshawn Boutte a rookie who I think has kind of slipped down the depth chart a little bit, especially in the wake of what we've seen from DeMario Douglas. I think this is going to be a really important week for him as well. So there are going to be some guys who I think are going to have an opportunity to pop, going to have an opportunity to make some plays. And it's all about making the most of your opportunity, especially this time of year, especially if you're a guy who's at the back end of the depth chart. And guys like DeMario Douglas have really done well to take advantage of the reps that have been given to them so far. So that's where we are after four days of Patriots training camp. Looking forward, the Patriots have Monday morning practice. That's at 945. Gates are open to the public at 830 in the morning. They practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week. Those practices are open to the public. Monday starts at 945. Tuesday starts at 1230 with gates open at 11 a.m. Wednesday, August 2nd. Training camp practice open to the public. Gates open at 8.30 a.m. for a 9.45 start. And then Thursday, August 3rd, gates are open to fans at 8.30. 
with practice starting at 9.30. We are going to try and do at least a couple of podcasts a week. Maybe it's just going to be me. Maybe it's going to be some guests. Maybe we're going to get some audio from the Patriots. We'll see. So I'm just happy to be back on the podcast. I'm happy that you guys are listening. If you guys are interested in participating, if you guys want to send me some questions, hit me up at Christopher.price at globe.com. That's Christopher.price at globe.com. And keep it here for the best Patriots coverage all season long. I'm really excited to be a part of the team at the Globe. Going to be working primarily with Nicole Yang, who is absolutely dynamite when it comes to covering this team. So we're going to have lots of fun. We're going to have lots of insight. And we're going to make things a lot easier for you guys when it comes to breaking down what's going on with the Patriots, both in print, online, and here on the Patriots Report. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care, and we'll talk to you very, very soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.